Hello, my name is Amy Held and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. One sign we're becoming more globally interconnected, foreign direct investment to low-income countries is booming. On average, it's grown about 20% each year for the past decade. Some of the main investors are the so-called BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Chinese foreign direct investment alone has grown three times the global level. Montfort Machilla of the IMF's African Department explains what's pushing the BRICS to invest so heavily in low-income countries. These countries themselves are growing very, very rapidly, and they need to invest in, in other countries for various reasons. In the countries themselves, there's a, a sharp increase in production costs in some of the industries, so they need to find areas or countries where production costs are lower. In some cases, they also need to have access to uh, raw materials. Is it predominantly natural resources that are attracting this foreign investment? In a large number of countries, that's uh, indeed the case, but it's also fairly diversified in, in other countries. For instance, in countries where there is a big domestic market, such as uh, Ethiopia, for instance, there's a, a lot less uh, FDI going into the mineral sector. In other countries like Ghana, there's also been investment in the uh, manufacturing as well as the agro-industry. What are the countries that are being invested in doing to uh, attract these investments? Typically, they need to have uh, a good uh, investment climate or business-enabling cl climate. And secondly, they also should have uh, economies which are growing and growing fairly rapidly, which offers uh, opportunities for development of industries in those countries. And finally, of course, uh, the availability of mineral resources in these countries does attract FDI. So how has this foreign direct investment from Brazil, Russia, India, and China impacted the economies of the countries that are receiving the investments? There's no doubt that the availability of FDI is linked to higher growth. This happens because additional FDI supplements low savings rates in these countries, and it also helps in technology transfer, uh, skill acquisition, and so on. Uh, when a company invests in a, another country, it can help provide employment opportunities which were not there uh, prior to the, to the entry of the new company. I was wondering, even just being on the ground, how things might look different after these sort of investments we've been talking about. One of the areas in which countries have been investing a lot in is in, is in infrastructure. To take the example of, of Angola, the country has been trying to invest in the Benguela railway line, which links up uh, with uh, Zambia and the Democratic Republic of Congo. This would enable greater regional integration by facilitating the movement of trade between these countries. Are there any downsides to this foreign direct investment, exploitation, for example? There are potential downsides, of course. One of the things that may happen is that the entry of a new foreign company can lead to serious uh, competition to the local industries, uh, which in turn may reduce uh, employment activity. But over the long run, the overwhelming evidence shows that uh, FDI is generally good for countries.
Do we have any idea what foreign direct investment is going to look like in the years to come? Will it continue to grow? There are good prospects that uh, FDI is going to continue growing, in part because the BRIC countries themselves are, are growing quite rapidly, and they will need uh, additional resources, for example, in, in the mineral sector. Their own economies are also witnessing increasing costs, for example, labor costs, uh, which means that uh, for further development, they need to find additional outlets to outsource their own production in, in other low-income countries. So overall, there are good prospects for development of FDI in, in these countries. But obviously, the, uh, the results will depend on uh, the individual countries. A key factor will be the development of infrastructure in, in the receiving countries. So improving infrastructure would be a good impetus to encouraging more foreign direct investment in low-income countries. Are they working on this now? That's an important constraint indeed in, in a lot of low-income countries, and it's uh, something that the IMF has been uh, insisting on so that countries can uh, invest a lot more in infrastructure, not only in infrastructure per se, but also other, other aspects of development, for instance, the educational systems as well as the health systems, because only healthy and well-educated people can use the, the FDI that would come from uh, these BRIC countries. There are definitely good prospects, and uh, good prospects in low-income countries, which have known uh, fairly robust growth over, over the, the past 15 years, is a good indication that there will continue to be significant inflows of FDI. That was Montfort Machilla talking about foreign direct investment from Brazil, Russia, India, and China to low-income countries. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.imf.org slash podcasts.